You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday, we've got a pretty jam-packed show today because the Pelicans had a conference call to introduce new GM Trajan Langdon to the media. And there are a lot of takeaways from that. So we're going to recap the conference call. That might bleed into the second segment of today's show as well. But we are going to definitely make some time for some news in the third segment. Because while Trajan Langdon's coming in, there is a notable departure from the front office staff as well. I'm going to tell you who that is, what it means for the team, and what it means for the team going forward as well. And where we can expect more changes to come. So a lot of ground to cover in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So before we dive into the conference call, today's show is brought to you by Untuck It. Dads come in all shapes and sizes, and so should their shirts, like tall, short, slim, and relaxed. Ever wonder why your father's button-ups look so long and baggy and terrible at the end of the day? It can be hard for guys to pull off a casual, untucked look that isn't sloppy, and that's where Untuck It comes in. Untuck It is the solution that fits just right. The shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20% off. That's untuckit.com and use the promo code NBA. So the Pelicans had a conference call this morning to introduce Trajan Langdon, the new GM of your Pelicans team here, to the media. David Griffin was also on the call, and they bounced around between a lot of subjects. Speaking of Langdon, he basically said, and I'm going to recap most of the call here for you, said that it was tough to lead leave Brooklyn. He was happy there. They really built something there. But he clearly values this relationship that he has with David Griffin that they had over in the Cleveland Cavaliers front office when they won an NBA title and that he said he learned a lot from David Griffin and it's just one of those things that it was a great fit for him to come here and work more with him kind of take a step up and now lead this team he mentioned that he did start that G League team basically from scratch over in Brooklyn when they moved and took over the Long Island Nets and looks to be putting some of those same principles in place here with the Erie Bayhawks who will then move to Birmingham so it sounds like this G League franchise is of utmost importance to this team and something that they're going to be spending a lot of money and time and energy and effort on. Langdon also went on to say that one of the reasons he was attracted to this position was he wants to kind of pull off what no one outside of the organization thinks that they can do, and that's win here in New Orleans and win an NBA title, Um, and that it's a big challenge. I think that's very appealing to him. And he says, he talked about how the commitment from Gail Benson, the owner, is also part of that. He called the Pelicans her baby. This was something echoed later on in the conference call by David Griffin. So her commitment and her resources and the bandwidth she's providing to the team 
also shows, again, this is a point that's been really hammered home across the past month or so, that she's committed and she's spending money. And we're going to talk about her spending money coming up in a few minutes later in the podcast. But clearly, Gail Benson was a big part of one of the reasons why, or a big part of a reason or the reason why Trajan Langdon was lured away from the Brooklyn Nets, who are a playoff team and look to have a really bright future ahead of them. Langdon also seemed to temper expectations for future number one overall pick Zion Williamson or whoever they draft it's Zion, saying, we want to win, but we want to build this team the right way with the right people. I don't think you can be in win-now mode when you're trying to build the right culture. You can't skip steps. That's one thing we did in Brooklyn that worked. End quote. Yeah, this is kind of echoing what I said yesterday on the podcast, maybe tempering back Zion Williamson kind of being the savior of this franchise, at least next season. In the future, absolutely. Maybe just not next year, and they don't want to clearly put too much pressure on him. And it also hints at maybe this team going through a longer rebuild. Maybe they're not looking to just retool and get into the playoffs next season, but instead want to kind of build this organically, something like this Philadelphia 76ers did. That line there, you don't want to skip steps when you're trying to build the right culture. A culture doesn't happen overnight. I think Griffin knows this, Langdon knows this, and we've kind of been in a work environment where you had to rebuild that or there is a very good one. It takes a lot of time and a lot of buy-in from various people and just getting the right people in the building. We're going to talk about getting the right people in the building in a moment. So you've got to wonder if this will probably impact the AD trade decision of are they looking to get more young picks back and kind of draft guys that they want and then use that to build the culture? Are they going to look to bring in established NBA players who maybe do or don't fit that depending? But I think that kind of hints at a longer process for the Pelicans and simply trying to get back into the playoffs next year. So David Griffin was also on this conference call and echoed a lot of what Langdon said. Griffin talked talked about how this also was um, Gail Benson's baby and said she's really putting her money where her mouth is with these hires. Again, Griffin was expensive, Langdon was expensive, and so far Aaron Nelson has been expensive, and whoever else they hire is also going to be really expensive. Um, In terms of the number one pick, he also talked about the timeline and all of that, saying the timeline changes somewhat. I don't think expectations change internally. The number one pick doesn't mean anything if you don't get it right. I think that kind of means, one, you got to pick the right player, and then you've got to bring him along properly. You can draft the right guy and then not develop him, and he doesn't work out. And it's kind of on you, and you're not going to win. And I think they realize, and they need to go about this slowly and not try and rush things here. And I think that's a really good thing. Um, he mentioned there might be you know, external pressure on them, but it's not going to change the way they operate internally. He said he doesn't expect a single player to be a savior and that they're focused on developing people the right way. Good. That's what you should want to hear from the head of this franchise after we what we went through with general manager Dell Demps. He was asked about uh, Zion Williamson or the number one overall pick not playing for New Orleans. And he said, quote, I'm certain that's a false narrative, end quote, adding that they met with Zion Williamson and John Morant and both are, quote, thrilled at the concept of coming to New Orleans, end quote beautiful. He did speak very highly of Ja Morant, saying they're both great people, that either one of them would be thrilled to join him in New Orleans and should be very good players. Um, You know, talking about Anthony Davis, I'm like going through all my notes here. They plan to meet in 
L.A. around draft workouts, whenever that's going to be. He did not say if that was uh, a specific date or put a time frame on it. Um, And the next step, this is quote, the next step is to really look each other in the eye and talk about what's important to us. We're very confident we have a compelling situation for him here, end quote. He went on to say, and this is a bit of a shot at AD and also maybe put some pressure on him if you want to kind of negotiate through the media a little bit. He goes on to say, quote, if winning is indeed what he is all about, we are creating the right environment for Anthony, end quote. Basically saying we get the best situation here. And if he doesn't want to stay here, then he's not all about winning. When AD's spoken how he's all about winning, see the game being played just a little bit. But it's nice to put a little bit of pressure, I think, on Anthony Davis, given everything that's happened, and to at least kind of just force his hand. Are you in or are you out? And know the ramifications that that's going to mean for your reputation, should you say, no, I want to be gone. Wednesday's Locked On Pals also brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere and anywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. So it went a little bit long last segment, but it was important to kind of cover most of the things said in that press conference. And I mean, seriously, all of that stuff is exactly what you want to hear. And it's really not just lip service. These guys mean what they say and truly believe. And we're seeing the buy-in from Gail Benson. If you were kind of questionable about her being a good owner or anything like that, and I look, I was skeptical going into it. We needed to see something before people just said, she's great. I wanted to see it. She, she's delivered, and she's delivering in another way. I think I spoke about it yesterday or on Monday, maybe, about the upgrades coming to the Pelicans practice facility. Well, Andrew Lopez of NOLA.com, the Times Picayune, friend of the show, and someone you all, if you have any desire for someone who works his ass off and is just really good at his job, and you have the ability to hire him, he's a real good person, and you should hire him. He broke it on Twitter, basically, and on ESPN Radio, where he basically lived yesterday, saying that we reported, or it was reported that it was 800000 in facility upgrades. Not the case. It's actually... 400 or sorry 4 million 800,000 is what the total number is going to be up from that 800,000 number 4 million more than what we thought let's round up call it 5 million they are planning 5 million dollars worth of upgrades to the weight room the training room those type of things probably not to the practice court as much that's still all new and nice this facility was built in 2013 it cost 15 20 million dollars something like that and basically state of the art's pretty nice i mean they're a good bit Uh, for practices and stuff and media availability. It's wonderful. They're adding more to it to make it even better. This is exactly what you want to hear. And if you had questions about this organization being cheap or anything like that, $5 million being sunk into a pretty new facility alone should basically just eliminate that idea. This is exactly, again, what you want to hear from the team. We say this every podcast. This is exactly what you want to hear. And I wouldn't be blowing smoke up your ass. It's true. This is exactly what you want to hear from this franchise and what they're doing, trying to make it a winner, trying to make it competitive and in line with the rest of the NBA. $5 million she is upgrading this facility with. This should also put to bed, which I've done a number of times here on the podcast, that she's selling because she needs money or wants money or anything like that. She can't get rid of money fast enough. She bought the plot of land in Baton Rouge for a couple million. They're going to build a hospital there that she'll likely pay for. They've done a number with, uh, or done a number of things with various high schools in the area, gyms and facility upgrades as well, as well as just all the regular charity donations that she does. 
She has too much money and she's literally just trying to give it away. And well, now she's found something to invest it in. She's not hurting for cash. An extra billion dollars does nothing for her when she already has this much in the bank and she can just be like, okay, you want $5 million? Sure. David Griffin's not getting less than $2 million a year. We know this probably. That's Think about it. First year, $7 million invested already, plus Langdon making whatever. I have no idea, but it's going to be a lot, plus Aaron Nelson, plus all the other stuff. You're like $10 million being spent right now, potentially, something like that. It is not a cheap organization and also means she has no reason to sell the team because she's clearly not hurting for money. So again, I know I've said it before and we've been saying it for the past month. This is exactly what you want to hear if you're a Pelicans fan. Grip Six Belts are also bringing you today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Grip Six, where their goal is to literally make the best belt that's ever been made. I have these. They're awesome. I wear them to work. I can use them to go casual with shorts or what have you. They're interchangeable. These things are fantastic. They lie flat. There's a low profile. You just look good in these things, and they fit a variety of of different styles, size, whatever you need. They're a thoughtful gift for dads, brothers, husbands, uncles, grandpas, even moms and wives because they have a women's collection. They're ultra lightweight with no holes, no flaps, and it's also got that low profile with the buckle laying flat against the waist, making it super comfortable. Grip6 belts are the only belt with no holes, no flap, no bulk. Grip6 has a special offer for you over at grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. That's grip the number six dot com slash L-O-C-K-E. So late this afternoon, Will Guillory of The Athletic, friend of the show as well, tweeted out that the Pelicans and director of player personnel David Booth have mutually parted ways. With New Orleans adding GM Trajan Langdon on Sunday, um, Booth has been a respected member of the front office for close to a decade. And where was the other tweet? Along with the investment Gail Benson plans on making to the practice facility this summer, the Pelicans owner will be adding more staff to the front office to provide the infrastructure that Griffin and Langdon are looking for. Yep, we knew this was going to be coming. And so Langdon was the first hire for the front office, and it's still kind of being run by all the guys who worked under general manager Dell Depps. Um, They were tweeting out pictures after the lottery win, and it's literally the exact same group of guys. You know, you had to get that top-level hire in place first. We know they went after Redden. They started looking at Langdon shortly thereafter uh, before you can kind of fill out the rest of the staff because maybe you want to keep some of those guys. Maybe you want some to move on, what have you. This was the first step. Now that Langdon is in, out goes director of player personnel, David Booth, who's kind of one of Dell Demps's lieutenants, second, third in command, depending on how you want to look at it. This is the first of a number of changes. I also think you're going to see a new assistant general manager coming in, along with maybe five to six other hires as they kind of fill this out. This is similar to like when anyone new steps into an organization and they want to make some changes or change the culture. You know, the culture was already established. You have to come in and shake that up. It means you might bring some other people in. You might move some other people and then let people self-select if they're going to stay here or not. You know, you might reassign them, give them new job duties, or just tell them their job's going to be different. And if they want to stay and do that, great. 
If they don't, then it's okay, and you can move on. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing start here with the Pelicans. So David Booth out. He's been here for a very long time um, and was looked to be potentially the interim GM once general manager Dell Demps was let go. They instead gave it to Danny Ferry. This is really the first big move, the big shakeup with the front office. I think you'll see more, and I think an assistant GM makes a lot of sense. They kind of want to go with these similar structures that you're seeing in place in a number of areas, most notably maybe the Los Angeles Clippers, who kind of have um, Jerry West as the president of basketball operations, what have you. Then they've got a GM. Then they've got the assistant GM, which is Trent Redden, which is still a very important role. So I think you'll see this. On the conference call, it was interesting to note how important culture is for this team and just getting in good people. Langdon said he doesn't know what his day-to-day responsibilities are going to be just yet. He was hired and he and David Griffin will kind of figure out what gets split up and how they go about doing things. This is all echoing what David Griffin said when he was introduced. Get everyone on the bus and then figure out where the bus goes. Right now, they're putting people on the bus. They don't know the direction the bus is going just yet. It's going towards an NBA title, but how do you get there? And I think that's what they're still trying to figure out. He wanted a good guy in here like Langdon, so he brought in a good guy like Langdon, and they'll figure out the minutia of it later on once they add more people and go, okay, these are all the people that are in the room. How do we need to kind of divvy up the work? How do we need to divvy up everything else and who are people's roles? And we'll go from there. It's going to be interesting to see how they do this, but this is something that sounds like a very warm and inviting atmosphere where everyone can kind of have input in. And I think that's great. That sounds really good for what they want to build. And it shows you how important culture fit and just the right people are to David Griffin and building this organization from the ground up. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. A lot of news today coming out of New Orleans. Don't forget today's podcast brought to you by a number of people, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. Grip Six Belts, UntuckItHotels.com. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked on Pelicans through the Himalaya podcast app. Monday through Friday, we're going to be there for you every single morning. Download Himalaya from your app store and subscribe to Locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow. Thank you.